My name is Jason Salomi and this is Perfection, an athlete's perspective. What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Perfection, an athlete's perspective. And today I have a very, very special guest, someone um, you could argue is my dream guest really. Uh, I wanted to get on for a long time. I came across his work through a friend of mine who uh, who, who looked at some of his, should we say, unorthodox ways of, of teaching movement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a track and field coach. He's an innovator. Um, he's a movement specialist. Um, he's a Darian Bar. How are you doing today, coach? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm outside, so maybe a little background noise, but I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. You no. know, you know what's funny is that 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 I've been called unorthodox a long time. Yeah. It's a weird term. You know, I used to get mad about it. Yeah, I used to get mad about it. Now, now I kind of appreciate it. I would go on job interviews and they go, Yeah, he's kind of unorthodox, you know, like I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so now I kind of appreciate it and stuff, you know, because you know, when I first started this, I was trying to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I decided to, to, to not be like everybody else, that's when things started clicking. No, definitely, man. Um, so so my, my name is Jason. I play American football for the, the Dresden Monarchs, um, the semi-pro team in, in Germany. And I play for the Great Britain Lions. Um, previously played for the London Blitz in London and the University of Portsmouth. Um, and I, I just wanted to reach out to you. Um, like I said, a, a, a a friend of mine, a trainer of mine, reached out to me and showed one of your videos. And, you know, since then, that, that must have been about in, in November, I, I've been sort of like hooked and looking at all of your stuff. And I just wanted to speak to you about um, sort of speed training and, and movement, change direction sort of stuff and and just get your perspective on it in, in, in my journey to become a better athlete and, and hopefully anyone else is listening in their journey to become okay. better athletes. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, awesome, man. So, the the first question, um, I, I was I was listening to you on another show, and you spoke about the weight room, and you spoke about your own struggles in the weight room when you played um, American football, um, and I just wanted to ask you, in, in your opinion, is the weight room really the key to athletic performance in football and sports in general, and and have we got it wrong? Are we looking at it a wrong way? Well, let me you know, let me correct one thing though. I haven't played high football since high school. Yeah, but that and that's where my struggle was in high school. Yeah, you know, um, I, I because like once again, my struggle came about because I could play. Yeah, but the coaches were biased against me because I wasn't in the weight room, even though I was one of their better players. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I and I think that's that that becomes my problem more than anything else is when we start judging people based on what they're doing in the weight room versus mm-hmm. what they really capable of doing on the field. Yeah. You know, um, 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 you may think, you know, because a lot of times, especially with football, it's about are you ready to scrap or not scrap, you know? And, and, and so if you're not ready to scrap, it, it doesn't matter how strong you are. Hmm. And, and so we get into these things where, where that's the whole thing. So I think, you know, like I said, with weightlifting, I, 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 and for me, weightlifting came natural. You know, when I did, I, like I said, when I started to lift, I didn't lift until I got to college. You know, I didn't lift weights until I got to college, you know, and I, and I didn't get to college until I was 21. But you know, before that, you know, if you go back to my, my high school days, the college days, before I got to college, and everything, I mean, think about this here, where how many guys lifting weights can triple jump 50 feet at the age of, of 16, 17 year old? You know, you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how many guys can long jump, you know, 23 feet, you know, uh, in high school, run 10, eight in a hundred, you know, uh, dunk, just standing on the basket, no, no run up, just jump and dunk. I'm, I'm only 5'10". 
with no weightlifting. So you know what I'm saying? I'm an athlete, and and I think that's what we gotta look at first. Is is we gotta get back to being athletes first. Yeah. You know, by the time I started lifting weights, I don't know what it added, but 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 you know, at one point in time, you know, I'm lifting weights. Like I said, weight lifting was easy. You know, I didn't I had no problems. You know, squatting, deadlifting, picking it up. It, it was it was easy to me. But but by the time I really really got to that next level in track and field, I had this this coach, and he said, "Hey man, stop lifting the weights." When I stopped lifting the weights, I got that much better again. Mm. So, I'll go for the coach. So, so that becomes the thing is is that like I said, I, I think that the problem with the weightlifting is the bias that comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know, versus, you know, if, if because everything like I said, if you're in the weight room working, 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 working out, they think, man, he's he's working hard, but you suck on the field. Mm. But he worked hard in the weight room, but he sucks on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's that's kind of the attitude that people have now, you know. And, and so, and people think that because I'm in the weight room, I'm going to play. Now, nah, if you can play, you can't play. You know, it's like, and everybody's strong. I mean, think about this here. If you look at like college, let's take college. Let's just go with college. Yeah. And let's go like University of Alabama, mm-hmm. University of Clemson. Who's stronger? That's the strongest team. They all squad. They all bench pressing. They all, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, 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 who's really? What's really helping you win? Who had the better athletes? Alabama. Absolutely. Yeah. Does. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? It still comes back to that. You got to be an athlete still. Mm-hmm. So, so when when do you think it got to that stage where? Uh, because it seems to be universal. A lot of coaches in, in Europe as well have this attitude where you need to be in the weight room to to to, to play. How, how did that happen? And do you do you know when it started? I, I think it started because of of the money. I mean, the money involved in weightlifting, the buying of the equipment, all that kind of stuff. And also with weightlifting, if you go back to the high school level, and they had they had bigger, stronger, faster programs and things like that. You know, uh, you, you 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 go back to these things where what excuse do you have? You know, what excuse do you have? You're not working hard enough. So work hard enough means more in the weight room. Mm. And, and so it just became that, you know, even the thing about we're going to outwork the next team. We don't, you don't know what the next team's doing. So how are you going to outwork them? Mm. You know, so we, we came with these, a lot of these, 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 these things that I had about the next team, you know. Mm. But now if you look at not this Super Bowl, but the previous Super Bowl, uh, was it the Chiefs and the 49ers? Yeah. What did the 49ers say after the Chiefs beat them? I can't remember what they say. They were faster than us. Yeah, boy, yeah, that's it. No, nobody said, hey, them dudes were whooping us in, in the trenches. They were stronger than us. What did they say? They were faster than us. Yeah. So, so, so even at that level, it came down to one thing. They were faster. Because all them guys are lifting weights. Hmm. You think the starting center for one team is not lifting weights? And, and like the starting center for another team, you know? I, I mean, remember Rodney Harrison? I mean, that dude was a beast. Yeah, he was a great player. Great player, you know, but but he was a strong dude because he was a strong dude. Mm-hmm. And I think the things he did in the weight room was more offshoring his ability to be an athlete, not because, you know, that, you know. Uh, um, so I think that that becomes a thing. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, I like weights. I, I think weightlifting helps you prepare for the pounding you're about to take. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what sport you're playing, you're taking a pounding. 
Yeah. You know, whether whether somebody hitting you, whether like I said, I, I mean, I mean, think about trying to triple jump. You know, uh, 16, 17, 18 meters. You can take a pounding. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think weightlifting helps with those type of things, but I don't think it helps you become the next triple jumper or become the next, you know, Jerry Rice or the next, you know, uh, uh, whoever. You know, I, yeah. I don't think it helps you become that. You know, um, you know, the if you look at, you know, great players or strong players already, mm. they're just strong. You know, and the other ones, you know, if you if you look at if you, I mean, if you rattle off, if you, you got to go back to this too. Rattle, go back to, and this may be, you know, dating myself, but. Uh, Ronaldo Nehemiah was 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 a fantastic hurdler, you mm -hmm. know. And they used to have this all-star competition on CBS mm -hmm. or ABC, ABC All-Star Competition. They would they would pit athletes from different sports in any in these various things. Mm -hmm. Well, and this way, and this where some things, this where the, the the track thing, football thing kind of really took off. You know, if you you know track, he he got track speed, but he can't play football. When Ronaldo was lifting as much weight as the football players. Everybody freaked out. Mm. Next thing you know, he got invited to try out for pro football. Yeah. And they said, well, he can't catch a ball. Well, he ain't, he ain't trying to catch a ball. But see, they was mad because he was strong as they were. See what I'm saying? They mad yeah, now. I'll go, yeah. Now they're going to kick on something else. Well, he can't catch a ball. Well, y'all didn't say nothing about catching those. So, so, so they have this thing where it's about strength, but then this guy's so strict, well, he can't play football because, well, he didn't grow up playing football. Mm. So of course, he may not have the hand-eye coordination of somebody who's been playing football, you know, forever. Yeah. Especially at the pro level, them balls humming at you. They got funny spans on them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Different story. Yeah. So, 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 so you got to get into these type of things. But like I said, the biggest thing is it was just what else? What other excuse could I have mm -hmm. for my team not playing well except we're not strong enough? Oh, I got you. I got you. What? What? What other excuse could I, I'm not the problem? It's not the offense we're running. It's not da da da. It's not da da da. Are we not strong enough? So let's get in the weight room. We're gonna, we're gonna work this out. Yeah, and now you that's know, that's I, going generations and generations, generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look how long it's been since. Let me think about football, and you go back to 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 the early days, you know, college football, and they talk about, you know, when they talk about, you know, the early days of of, of getting started and how they would run kids. You know, you couldn't get no water breaks. You couldn't get, you know, you just run yeah. until you drop. Two a days, all you that know, stuff. Two a days, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Craziness, you know? And then some else comes along, they try to, I, I mean, let's look at this way here. Look at what happened with um, when Oregon hired the Florida State coach, mm -hmm. the, the guy from Florida State. When they hired him in Oregon, he brought his own strength and conditioning coach with him. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing he did? These guys not in shape, we're going to run them. Runner? Is that lift weights? Runner? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you know, you, you know, run them back to the weightlifting portion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the weightlifting is a, it's a fallacy. I think people hide behind it. Basically, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really interesting because you know, um, I say I'd say football in Europe is probably maybe about 10, 15 years behind the US. So here we are still very much focused on the the weightlifting, you know, powerlifting sort of stuff aspect. Yeah. And it's, it's like what you said. I, I noticed that, I mean, I, I my trainer, the first thing he did was he took 
all weightlifting at my program. And I was like, what? I was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I going to do? And he was like, you're yeah. going to sprint and you're going to get mobile. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, wait, actually, that's kind of what I need to do. And it's so crazy how you have a way of training your whole life. And it's like you say, I noticed that because I had a groin problem and I had it for years. I, I, you know, I thought, okay, this is just me. I'm 25 years old. It's not going to go anywhere now. And all of a sudden it went in four weeks. And I haven't, yeah. and, I, and it was just because like you, like you kind of alluded to just that sprinting aspect and, and getting mobile and, and being used to, to, to training full velocity and training exactly how you're going to play rather than just going to a gym and squatting up and down in a linear motion for an hour and then going home. And it, it, you, you realize that the, the only thing that, well, the best thing that translates to this sport is, is moving at speed. And I think a lot of, a lot of people out there, I think people are, are kind of afraid of that. Um, I think, it, I think they're afraid of being told that they're wrong. And like you say, um, there's a lot of money involved in, you know, the strength and conditioning uh, business. And that, that might be why you haven't been contacted by the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got something to say. <laughs> yeah, but, but think about it this way too. I mean, I mean, think about it. Let's, let's, let's look at, okay, let's look at it this way. Yeah. According to, you know, everybody, the most valuable player on the football field is who? The quarterback. quarterback. How much weight does he lift? Yeah, yeah. When you put it like that, yeah, exactly. They may lift in college, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's part of the team. Rah, rah, you know, we part of this college. You know, we the team, da, 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 da. I'm going to lead the team and all that kind of stuff. At the yeah. level, how much do guys lift? How much do guys lift? How much? <laughs> no, you got you got a great point. I mean, the, the best quarterbacks ever aren't the the, the ripped guys and the, the the most you know muscular guys. They're just guys that are good at throwing the football and making the right decision. So yeah, so that's what you know. And like I said, so if you get into that type of stuff, you know, yeah, um, you know what? I mean, like something that fascinates me is nobody talks to the kicker about lifting weights. That dude kicking the ball a mile. Like, hey, dude, you listen weights and kick it, you know, 70 yards? Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, so, so I mean, so if you look at certain things, you know, you go, okay. But, but like I said, I, I think, like I said, weightlifting, I think it's, I think it's valuable, you know, yeah. I think it's important because you, 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 but I think it's gone too far at the same time. You mm. know, I mean, I got friends, I got a friend of mine, he played pro football. He's, yeah. he's, he's 55, I'm 55, you know. Now, if we walk into the gym right now, you know, he doesn't work out, but he can still put up 500 pounds on the bench press. Damn. He ain't played in the field 30 years. You know, he don't lift like that. But, and I, I think that's what we forget too, is like, you know, it, it's like, when is enough enough? When yeah. is enough strength, enough strength? And that, that's, that's, that's this whole, you know, this, this whole, not just strength and conditioning world, but the whole business we're in. When is enough enough? You know, just like I'll talk to people about something, and the first thing they say, can I increase it? You know, we talk about Achilles, the range the Achilles moves through. Well, can I increase it? What do you want to increase it for? Mm. Mm. <laughs> what do you want to increase it for? You haven't got the max out of what you're doing already, but you want to increase something. Yeah, I get you. So, so I, and it's like, I mean, put it this way, I'm cracking up. Mm. I had to, um, I spent this weekend moving, you know. Oh, congrats. And, and thank you. And I'm cracking up because, like, like I found myself in a very bad situation where uh, I have, you know, the um, the cable machines. Yeah. I have a single carbon cable machine, 
And so, you know, I think the full stack is like 150 pounds or something like that. The full stack is like 150 pounds. Yeah. And so I got on a dolly and I'm going up a truck, you know. And so I got on this dolly and I'm pulling up the ramp. Well, guess what? I forgot to put the ramp level with the truck bed. Mm-hmm. So when I get to the top of the ramp. Guess what? It's a little, it's, it's about a six inches lift there. Yeah. Well, I can't go back down the hill. <laughs> I'm not going back down the ramp, but but I need to get this up here. Yeah. Guess what? I got it up. Nice. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so, and so, you know, like I said, when is enough enough? I, you know, like I said, for my life, I had enough strength in me without lifting to, to still maneuver that thing. Mm. You know? And, and so I think that becomes a thing is like, when is, and that's the whole thing. When is enough enough? So, 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 no, I just wanted to ask you, Coach, real quick. How do you, how do you, as a coach, how do you define like when enough is enough? Like when someone comes to you and says, "I want to get faster and stuff," you know, how do you know when I don't know they're strong enough in certain movements? Is there a way that you test it, or do you just how, how do you figure that out? Uh, well, no, I don't test it. I, I you know, the, the the one thing is this here is like I was cracking up the other day, and, and this is this this thing in general too, where you know people talk about deceleration training. Because yeah. you need to absorb forces and everything, yeah. you know, and so you see people jump off something, right? Well, how come nobody's jumping off forty foot buildings? Probably, probably die, I reckon. <laughs> but, 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 you know what I'm saying? We keep, we keep talking about the, the more force you can absorb, the faster you can, the better you can accelerate. Right. Well, well, okay. Let's try some man shit then. Let, let's talk the forty foot <laughs> building then. <laughs> You know, don't don't talk to me about 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 jumping off a one foot thing. Talking about I'm absorbing forces so I can accelerate. That one foot fall, mm. come on. But but see, and that becomes once again we had this we had this problem where people don't really understand how to get faster. Yeah. Because that's why you're lifting weights. If you lift weights, you get faster. Not necessarily. You may, but not necessarily. Mm. So now I don't know how to get faster. So I'm gonna do this deceleration thing to get fast. See what I'm saying? I got you. So, 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 and no, and, and when they do that, they do that and think about this here. So they say, uh, this is helping me to absorb the force. I can't, I can't produce the force unless I can absorb the force. Mm. So how much force are we talking about producing in the first place? Nobody's ever said, I, I need to, I need to put out a thousand pounds of force. So I'm gonna do this drill to absorb a thousand pounds of force. Yeah. That's interesting, actually. Yeah. We just do the drill and say, because I can absorb this force, I'm going to, yeah, really? Come on. <laughs> but but that's what we come back to because why? Because we, we we are frustrated with the whole how to get faster part of this equation that we're dealing with. Yeah, definitely. And and so, and I think I think a lot of people as well, you know, I mean deceler- deceleration training is something I've only really just started to to look into. Um and to be honest with you, I, I'm not really sure in, in your circle, but from you know, my social media and stuff, not a lot of people speak about it. Um, but it's definitely something that's interesting. I like the, I like the premise behind it. But you know, like you spoke about just now, um, I guess there's a need to balance because if you're putting in, if you want to put in, like you say, a thousand pounds of force, you kind of need to find a way to absorb a thousand pounds of force. But then, how do you do that? Like it, it's kind of, how do you do it? But, but for the most part, I, I mean, for the most part, I mean, think about it this way too. And I, like I said, there's two equations to this. One is. You know, you can't produce it if you can't absorb it. That's the one I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, whatever. But think about this here too, you know, just, just the whole deceleration portion period. You know, like I tell people, I don't train anybody to stop. That's not on my, we, we throwing away the brakes. Mm. 
I'm not going to train you to. I want you to go faster. So why am I going to train you to stop? You know, what's one of the biggest problems D linemen had when they changed the rules about the quarterback? They couldn't. They stop. know how to stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't stop. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so now now what do they do? They slow down. They don't yeah. go as hard. But they didn't learn how to. They still know how to stop. You know. I mean, that's like a long time ago. I was uh, I learned how to inline skate, the speed oh, nice. stuff. Yeah. You know, and they never showed me how to stop. Oh. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, they never. I, they, once I learned how to turn, I didn't really care about stopping anyways. <laughs> I, really I figured when I had to, I would. You know. But just you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I'm just hey, show me how to turn the corner. That's all I need to know. <laughs> you know, so so even even like if you know, even like 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 motorcycles, you know, these guys that ride motorcycles on the track, they, they race and stuff like that. You know, one of the things that you deal with is that uh um man, they will hop off that motorcycle quicker than anything else to slow that thing down. Yeah. Brakes are bad. You know what I'm saying? Brakes. <laughs> you travel 200 miles an hour testing brakes, oh. some bad things may happen. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, but we we so you've got about 10 minutes left, um, and there's there's kind of really two questions I want I want to get to. Um, you spoke about you often speak about uh, training your arches in your feet. Um, yeah. And that that's something that that I you know is is very interesting. How did you discover that, and how do we get better at training the arches? Uh, well, the, the the discovery came just 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 because of what I've been doing with like shoes and insoles and things like that, you yeah. know. And so I've been working with insoles uh, ten years now, yeah. about ten years now. I've been I've been I've been working with insoles and everything like that and stuff. And so and and that was the first thing was was just to understand that that arches don't need arch support. You mm. know, and it's like, you know, you wouldn't support a bridge with a bridge. Mm. You know, and the arches are the foundation what the body stands on. And so people talk about the feet, but you, you but you stand on your arches, you know, yeah. and, and the arch is part of that whole foot structure in a sense, you know. So that became the, that became the first thing. And then, you know, the other part about it is understanding, just get into it more and understanding how the three arches work. And sometimes they even talk about the fourth arch. But you know, a lot of times people talk about the windless mechanism. And so if you flex up your big toe, the inner arch will, will tighten up. Mm. But once you put weight on it, it'll collapse because it's, it's by itself. So mm -hmm. you need the other two, you need the transverse arch, you need the outer arch. So you, when you have all three of these arches together, it holds up. And so, but a lot of people talk about, that's like the word pronation. Yeah. Some people pronation is at the ankle. Some people pronation means the arch is gonna collapse. Because people talk about a spring-like structure where it's going to collapse and pop back up, yeah. and you go, okay, how many support structures you know <laughs> that will deform? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now there's arch-like structures on on cars called leaf springs that are arch. Yeah, and, and they're designed to flex and, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Hmm. But for the most part, the arch structure should not collapse; it should hold up. As you move weight over it, and, it's yeah. very, and, and at that point in time, a lot of people talk about have flat feet. You may have flat feet, but you still have an arch structure. The structure still works. Absolutely. All you need for the arch to work is, is is like a millimeter of space underneath it. You got a millimeter of space underneath it; it'll work just fine. Yeah. So, so that became the thing. But, but the training part. If, so it's just if it's just just my involvement with, with with just making insoles and things like that was was how I came about this. You know. Yeah. And 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 
then just, you know, we start understanding arches, you start understanding levers and how that plays a part and how we can do some of the things we do. But for the most part, how you train arches is you have to understand where they started. You know, for instance, if you're just sitting around, you don't need arch. If there's no weight on the body. Mm. You don't need arch. There's no weight. If you're standing up, you really don't need arch either. There's, really no, there's, there's no weight yet. You know, there's the body weight, but there's no, there's no pressure on it yet. Yeah. As soon as you decide to move, where the squat down, get up out of a chair, something like that, now there's pressure upon it. And when it's pressure, it's going to work. Now, what I tell a lot of people is to get them to work is you got to work the transverse arch, which is the pinky toe, mm. or you work the calf muscle. And once you do one of those two things, it's automatic after that point in time. Got you. Got you. So, so, and then once the arches form, everything is then all of a sudden you're stable and mobile. Mm. You know, if you stand flat footed, it's hard for the upper body to move. Yeah. You know, once the arch form, you can squat up and down, you can shift weight, you can lean forward, lean back, you, can, you become mobile all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. but, but that just show you the structure of the body that, you know, like anything with the body, you know, I, I always tell people that once the brain feels safe and secure, it'll let you do whatever you want to do. And part of moving at a high rate of speed is feeling safe and secure. Yeah. Part of feeling safe and secure is that you support it. So when we talk, once again, back to the strength thing and lifting things, it don't matter how strong you are if the foundation is not there. Exactly. Because it, it can all just come down at any point. Yep. Right. That's and if you're struggling, if you're using muscles to struggle to stand up and support yourself, that means you can't use the same muscles to move. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I just want to the rest of the system to do what it needs to be done. That's crazy. So, so, so when you when you see a lot of these uh, high profile athletes in, in every in every sport, just have these these crazy injuries out of nowhere, could you suggest that there is basically a chink in the armor? There's something that they neglected at some point that has led to that, or is it just random? Random injuries yeah. are random. You know, injuries injuries are about you know. I mean, think about this here. I mean, I'm 55 and I started doing sports when I was nine years old. Yeah. I probably had three injuries in, in that time frame. Wow. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I probably had three injuries in that time frame, you know? Uh, uh, and, and so with that there, they're just random. Most people don't, most people don't have injuries in it. And most people don't have, or they have very few injuries, yeah. you know, for, for the most part. I mean, you look at a lot of high profile athletes, a lot of people, you know, I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people that, that get hurt in a sport is more the weekend warrior. Hmm. You know, the guy that just got up the catch to go play a softball game. Mm. Or the guy that got up, you know, uh, to play weekend tag football and it turns into tackle football with his buddies. Yeah, yeah. Th those, those are the people I think that get hurt. The, the, the highly trained athlete, I, you know, I, I think it's just a random thing. Yeah, no, no, definitely. You know? And you may, you may have like in a sport like football, you know, you may have some things, but, but once again, you get tackled, you fall on things, you know, you, it's, it's it comes from that's what that's the whole thing about it. You like say you say you get a hamstring injury in football. Mm -hmm. Now, say you have repeated blows to your hamstrings being tackled. Yeah. yeah. See, they never associate the repeated blows to the hamstring as part of the problem. They just say the hamstring's weak. That you see what I'm saying? It's an accumulation, but they it's an accumulation. They haven't figured it out. Right. Yeah, but but it's not. It, it, but it's just a random thing that that you know. So you get into those type of things, or you know, something. Sometimes things just go bad. You know, I, I mean. Yeah. You get on the plane, right? You cross your fingers, it goes well. 
Absolutely. One, one day it may go bad, but it's just it's just random things. So, and, and that's a lot of our focus now. I think that's I think that's that's the industry too now. It's too much focus, and that's part of weightlifting too now. A lot yeah, of things on injury prevention. So a lot of things on injury prevention. You know, when you go, ah, I, I don't know how you can prevent the injuries. You know. Yeah. I, I just I just don't see how. I mean, because like I said, it's just a random thing that getting struck by lightning is a random thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it, but but it does happen. You know what I'm saying? People do get struck by lightning. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's, it's rare, and it's you go yeah, one in the morning. But I don't wake up in the morning. I don't wake up in the morning going, huh? Let me watch the sky today. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Yeah, you know I like. What that. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. Same yeah. Thing. When I go to play, I go to play. When I go to train, I go to train. I don't go train or play thinking about, hmm. Let me let me let me let me try and prevent this injury. I, I, I'm not even trying to bring that that kind of comment to myself. Absolutely, because then you could actually get injured. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, one of the things I'm just talking to uh, uh, Jermaine Dixon and even Mike Mike Kozak about, you know, two other guys that I that I know, and, yeah. and, and we've been talking about the, what we've been doing lately. And I say it was funny that um, you know the the running style that I've been doing and everything, like like I'm, I'm starting to really master it. And so I'm running down the street the other day, and, and, and it, it was one of the first times, you know. Where all of a sudden my there was my brain was clear, mm. like like it, it like it knew like nothing would go wrong, and mm. all of a sudden guess what? Gone. Damn. But see what I'm saying? My yeah. brain finally felt safe and secure enough to say, "Hey man, you're gonna take all the brakes off and watch you just go now." Exactly. Trust yourself. So I think I think that's what we have to get to. Yeah, it's it's trust. We we got to take this this whole thing about injuries out of people's heads. Hmm. Mm. Coach, you know, um, I, I, oh, go for it quickly. No, no, I'm saying like you can play football. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't go into a football game thinking like I mean, break my leg getting tackled today. Yeah, you yeah. Play. You just play. We should do everything else the same way. Just pop in and do it. Yeah, no, that, I think that's a great, great philosophy. Um, and and just just knowing that you know when you're out there, you're out there, you know, and then try and just focus and be present in the moment. Um, but right. coach, I, I wanted to to ask you quickly before before we wrap up. Um, what would you say is the biggest mistake you see young athletes make um, in as few words as possible? They stop playing. And what I mean by stop playing is you got to remember, um, I mean, think about this here, that, that we train too much. We, and we got to go back to playing. What I mean is this here. When I was growing up, you know, I would go to the basketball court. I didn't, I didn't work on dribbling or shooting. I just played. Yeah. You know? Uh, same thing. I, if I go to the football field, I just play. I would toss the ball, catch it, run, spin. See what I'm saying? I'm playing that. Yeah. You know, we got to go back to playing. Have fun. That's how we learn to be athletes is, is by playing. I agree. You know, practicing skill doesn't make you an athlete. It makes you good at that skill. Yeah. So, so our play makes us athletes. We got to go back to playing. We got to go back to our imagination, you know. Uh, uh, whatever it may be. I mean, even like, you know, over here in the States, you know, we used to play baseball. And mm -hmm. if, you had, if, you had three, if you had three people, you play baseball. Yeah. You know, one person bat, one person throw the ball, and one person in one field, and all the other fields were closed down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we played. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I learned how to play tennis against the wall because I would take, I, I, I had a ball, I had a tennis racket. I go beat the ball against, and I would shot. Wow, I mean, I'm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, if just you, have if, a good if, time. Right. If you're going to be good, you're going to be good. 
Mm. You know, I, I mean, I, if you look at you look at like I said, if you're going to look at look at uh, Michael Phelps, they identified his talent at the age of eleven. Mm. Christian Ronaldo's identified at the age of four or five. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? If you're going to be good, you're going to be good. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, you'll find a way essentially. Yeah, they, they, you know, that like you said. So the rest of us, so let's go back to playing. Yeah, let's go back to playing, and 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 and, and, and you know, because once again, they talk about like hand-eye coordination. Yeah, if I throw the ball up and catch it, what am I working on? My hand-eye coordination. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Coach, um, it's it's been a pleasure, honestly. Um, uh, I was very excited to 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 have you on, and you know, you've you've delivered. Um, so yeah, you know, really, really grateful for you coming on the show, and uh, I can't I, I can't wait for other people to to hear it, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. Everything, like I said, anytime you know, just let me know. Um, um, it, it, like I said, I, I, I'm always appreciative of of, of you guys. And, and anytime you need me to do this, man, just let me know. I will do, man. Um, so, so guys, you can find uh, Coach Adarian um, at Bar Running. That's B A R R U N I N G. Um, he also has a website as well, uh, barrunning.com. You can interact with him. You can speak to him about about his 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 philosophies and theories. Um, Coach, once again, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I, I no doubt I'll speak to you soon. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate, it, Coach. See you.